Be prepared to experience a life-changing teaching designed to challenge you to discover your blessings in a world-fulfilled life from the International Central Gospel Church, Paradise Temple. And now, today's sermon. So, he said, I found a man after my heart. Acts chapter 13 verse 22. Let's see. We, we, we're going we're to pray. Sorry for the time. Because of the few things I delayed. Acts chapter 13 verse, verse, verse 22. And when he had to remove him. He has removed who? Saul. When he has removed him. He brought him. He raised up for them. David asked him. To whom also he gave testimony and said. I have found David the son of Jesse. A man after my own heart. Who will do what? Who will do what? May the Lord find you. I say, may the Lord find you. And may you do all the will of God. Some of you, listen, the will of God is that you shall become a vice president. You shall become a president. You shall become a member of parliament. Some of you shall own banks. You shall own schools. You shall own industries. Some of you, God will make you a multi-billion person. Some of you shall have big ministries, great prophets, great apostles, great evangelists. Some of you, you shall become great gospel ministers. Some of you sitting here, God will make you great singers, but it's going to depend on your hearts. He removed and he said, I have found David. Hallelujah. Listen to me. One of the dangerous things you can do to your life as a Christian is to go about pay, pay, uh, uh, paying bribe and lobbying. It doesn't work. Hallelujah. It doesn't work. Going about praying bribe and lobbying to get the position. If God has never chosen you, if grace has never found you, and you try, you are lying, you will come back. You will come back. You can go to Juju, you can go to Malam, you can go wherever and get the position. You are lying. If it wasn't grace who put you there, you will come back. That is why there was grace must found you. Wherever you are. And I love it. Listen to where? Listen to what God is saying. Say, and I found David. Where did God found David? In the wilderness. Are you in the wilderness? Some of you are in the house of God. So God finding you is easy. David said that for your house I have delighted because I know that your word is in your house. So in the house of God, if you are in the house of God, it is easy for God to find you. Why is God not finding you but is finding somebody outside? You are part of the company. But why is it that you have the qualification? But when they want to promote, they are going to look for somebody. For the position you are qualified. Grace, I've never found you. Amen. Oh my God, you people don't like me this morning. You are so quiet. Yes, last week I think you loved the smiler's tie. Amen. But listen to me. Yes, it's good you love that one. But I'm here to tell you that everything that you will preach, if it's going to happen, grace must found you. Grace must locate you. Psalm 51 verse 10. Listen to what God now testified. Creating me a clean heart. Oh God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. This is the heart. God looks for the heart that anytime it offends God, it runs back to God. God creating me. David was in the wilderness, but he said, God creating me every day. Give me a clean heart. Let me not keep any pain. Let me not keep any offenses. Let me not keep any hatred. Let me not keep any jealousy. Let me not keep any envy. Let me not be bitter. Let me not be sorrowful. Let me not speak against you. Let me not talk against you. Give me a clean heart. And if it's happened that my heart shifts, steadfast it for me. 
may the Lord steadfast your heart. I said, may the Lord clean your heart. I see promotion coming to you. But if your heart can be cleansed, you will be promoted next week. I see breakthrough coming to you. But if your heart can be cleansed, the breakthrough shall be yours. I see a miracle coming to you. But if your heart can be cleansed, a miracle shall come to you. I see God visiting a family. If your heart can be cleaner, I see God visiting your house. I see God coming to somebody's home. But if your heart can be cleaner, God shall come to your home. Receive grace. That is God talking. Hallelujah. David is a clean in me. Renew a steadfast spirit in me. Number two. When grace finds a person. Number two. Number two. When grace finds a person. When grace finds a person. Number two. God will choose the person. The first one is if grace finds you wherever you are god will find you hallelujah one of these days if you happen to go to back to taqua where i was born i'll go and show you where grace found me where grace found me is a valley when you are going to where they gave birth to me or where i was living in taqua you descend 62 staircase you descend 62 steps down the valley before you go to where i was living the, the, that compound estate is have only eight houses eight and the eight houses is four houses of each stretch so it is 16 houses there that is where i was grace found me amen some of you you are living in paraku estates domi pilatu uh, uh, paradise estates or henny down or henny some of you you have no visa or grace just have to help you to get a visa Hallelujah. I went to Akun Anglican Primary and Middle School, which the town is called Abontriakun. Abontria. Break bottles and fights. That's the name. Abontria. Break bottles. It's mafia community. Mafia. We'll be sitting in classroom and somebody will just jump into our classroom and smoking weed. That's why I attended school. I didn't become a smoker. Because grace by then has located me. Because God knows that I have a heart. Amen. After I finished, I went to Obuasi Secondary Technical School. Obuasi Sectech. Another Rafia Mafia Boys School. All the nonsense we can think of is there. Doing that, I'm saying all sort of chaff. The Accra boys came and spoiled the whole place. I finished there, my resource, everything was in a mess. Hallelujah. Ended up doing remedials at Accra Academy. Some of the remedials I do it at Aquinas. Sometimes some of them Accra Academy. Some of them I was doing it St. John's Takrade. Some of them I was doing it at Extramoral Academy. Some of them I was doing it at Datus at Bibuash. My life was shattered and scattered all around. You know something? But no matter the distance of doing the classes, I determined that what I have to make it in this life. No matter the failure, no matter the laughter, no matter what was going on, my heart was poised that I must make it. And God saw a heart. God said that this is a heart. That if I depend on this heart, even in tough times, you move on. Even in hard times, you move on. Even in challenges, you carry the assignment. And God chose me wherever I am. Ladies and gentlemen, and I was living with a, with, with, with a pagan idol. 
monetary parents. My father has taught all his children how to sacrifice. I know how to make blood sacrifice. He chose me. Hallelujah. When I'm preaching to you, I want, I want God to do something better with your life. I want you to connect yourself at a point where God will locate you and call you. I want grace. Genesis chapter 11 verse 31. And Terah took his son Abraham and his grandson Lot, the son of Haran and his daughter-in-law Sarah, his son Abraham's wife, and they went out with them from out of the Chaldeans to go to the land of Canaan, and they came to Haran and dwelt there. Continue. So the days of Terah were 205 years, and Terah died in Haran. Move on. Now the Lord has said to Abraham, get out of your country. From your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. Grace chose him. Amen. Grace chose him. Listen, God knows the confusion of your family. He knows. Say, Abraham's father has carried all his children has moved to relocate themselves at out of the Chaldeans. And the, 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 the out of the Chaldeans, their profession then was astrology. They read the stars. That was the profession of Abraham. He was a star reader and astrologist. He wasn't a believer. But grace saw the heart of the man. And God said, oh, you know something? This man, come. Hallelujah. God said, I have chosen you. May grace choose you. May grace choose you today. I said, may grace choose you today. Exodus chapter 2 verse 12. The boy... Moses was frustrated. He was a frustrated. I don't know. So he looked this way and that way. And when he saw no one, he killed the Egyptian and hid him in the sun. A murderer. But grace chose him. Amen. You know, anytime I read this scripture about Moses, I call it necessary evil. An evil which brought somebody into the eyes of God. The next scripture that is asked, chapter 9, concerning Saul, it was the same. Saul was on the mission to kill. He wasn't going to preach you. He was on the mission to go and kill Christians. And God said that, I have chosen you. May the Lord choose you today. I said, may the Lord choose you today. You know the reason? All the reason is that what? Grace found them and because they have a heart Moses was doing it, he did that evil not because he wanted to kill but he did it for the interest of the covenant of God Saul was killing Christians not because Saul wanted to kill but Saul has a zeal to preserve the, the faith that their fathers left them because they left them with Judaism, that is the only faith the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob and the patriarch, that is what they know the God that they face the east and call him one in the morning, in the evening and in the night time, five times in a day we call him and where from these people all of a sudden, they've come on the scene that no, God is that boy called Christ and we shall worship him, Saul said no I will defend the faith of our fathers and God saw his heart that this guy has a heart has a zeal for my work and I need him, he has a zeal but the zeal is wrongly executed but I'll pick him and turn his heart rightly for what? Listen to me ladies and gentlemen, if your heart is right and you are wrong grace will correct you to do the right thing if your heart is messed but you are right grace will repackage your life and give you an assignment i prophesy to somebody 
I prophesy to somebody that your heart is right but you are in a mess your heart is right but you are in a problem your heart is right but you are in a chaos may grace mend your heart may grace transfer your heart may grace refix your heart receive it grace will choose you today I send grace to come and choose you I said may grace come and choose you I said may grace come and choose you may grace found you wherever you are and choose you i used to be with some brothers one day somebody just came into the house one day we were in the house about six of us this woman just came stopped over our house then when he got there he said then everybody was watching then he looked at all of them they look at my face so you see all of them we're six he said, you see all of them you buy food for them one day and I was like, this woman, what is it? I wasn't a Christian. You know something? And he said, that I've seen a star. I see that a star is on you. And I've seen that there are everybody, all the, your brothers and those who are you, they are all holding plates in front of you. And I see a star on you. He left. Hallelujah. We are talking about almost, uh, uh, is it 19? Yeah, 1985. Long ago! God have discovered. And that time, ladies and gentlemen, we were seriously in idol worship. We were seriously doing all sort of nonsense. But grace chose me there. I don't know the situation you are in, but today may grace choose you ever. I don't know where you are, but may grace find you there. Render your heart. Render your heart to God. The next point, I want us to pray very soon because time is far. Grace finds you. God will vindicate the person. Say, God will fight my battles for me. Or lift up your hand. Say, God will fight my battles for me. Say, God will take care of my cares for me. Say, God, God will do what is concerns my life. You see, we worry ourselves in fighting battles for ourselves. If you can fight for yourself, stop praying. If you can, stop. Because when grace finds you, God fights your battles for you. Listen, you are so precious that when grace finds you, God wants to do a lot with your life. Listen to me, you have no idea. The Bible said that what the Lord intends for you, eyes have never seen. Neither have it entered into the heart of man. Or has it even entered the ears? Nobody knows. Don't fight unnecessary battles. Leave it to grace. Let's read about Joseph. I think I'll pause here, then we'll pray. Let's read about Joseph. Genesis chapter 50, verse 19 to 20. Joseph said to them, said to his brothers do not be afraid for i am for am am i in the place of god but as for you you meant evil against me but god meant it for what in order to bring it about as it is this day to save many people alive listen to me if you fight unnecessary battles you will destroy your future ahead of time 
You meant it for evil. Listen. Leave it to God. Hallelujah. He said, you meant it for evil. But I meant it for good. Do you know why? Grace fought for him. Do you know that no matter what Joseph went through, his life was not destroyed. Look at the problems he went through. Look at the crisis he went through. Look at the circumstances he went through. Grace, what? Saved him. God fought for him. He said you meant it for evil. But God meant it for what? For good. Sometimes what you think people, somebody is inflicting evil on you. Look at the grace of it. One day somebody threw my things out of his house. Because I am, he has given me one room to stay in. He carried my things and he threw it out. It was raining. Everybody was like, everybody was like, never, 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 never. In fact, I went back with my father to go and thank the person. Very good. Because when they threw me out, it gave me the opportunity to be sleeping at veranda. And when I was sleeping at veranda, it gave me the opportunity to pray about 12 hours every night. Hello? Because when it is raining, what else can I do? When the mosquitoes come, what can I do? I can't sleep under mosquitoes. So every night, as the mosquitoes come, that's kind of prayer without prayer topic. One day my father came and said, Why are you talking? I said, Baba, I'm praying. He said, What prayer is I said, That's how I pray. I pray sometimes 12 hours, 8 hours. I'm just praying. I'm just praying. I'm just praying. But the person thought he has done me evil. He has thrown my things out. And I'm going to suffer. But I was building what? Future. The Bible said that he that prayed in tongues, that not speaketh unto man. But in the spirit, he utters ministries. The Bible said that he edifies himself. So instead of warring, I was edifying myself. Ladies and gentlemen, 1993 issue is what I'm talking now that I am I wasn't a good Christian I didn't even know what is tongues I only go to SU and I come and then it's so tongue so me I was praying some so I didn't know whatever it is whether it was praying ladies and gentlemen 1992-93 that I did that prayers today here I am today here I am I am not sleeping in a veranda I choose when to put air condition my wife is here sometimes we put all the air condition off I say if I sleep in it I get tired we have Big, big bears. Sometimes I choose to sleep on the floor. It is my wife. You see, she's so caring. Sometimes I said, oh no, sleep on the bed. Sometimes I choose to sleep on the floor. Because you know, you see, throwing me outside to sleep at the veranda, I've learned how to be humble before God and man. I know that it is not about the bed. It is not about the house. It is the heart of God. So the same way today, he has strengthened me. Today, when, when, if you put me at the wilderness, I will sleep. Wherever you locate me, I will sleep. Because God knows that one day I'm going to make this guy a missionary. Listen to me. So I must put him at a place where he will learn to render his heart unto me. The guy threw me out. One and a half years, I was sleeping at veranda. One day I went to do a program in Denver. And when I was coming, Bishop Daco dropped me. And when he dropped me, he left. When I got there, I missed my flight and it was winter. I didn't have a winter coat. And I was sleeping at the airport. If I sneeze, it is blood. I sneeze, it is blood. 
and people were looking at me. They thought I would die. They put, I was shivering. You know something? What I told myself, I said, uh, I told one, one, one medical officer at the airport, Denver uh, airport, I said, you know something? Sir, I have slept in the outer world for one and a half year. I didn't die. So I wouldn't come here to do the work of God and die of cold. No. God wants me to know how it feels for people to still worship God. I will never die. I didn't die even though I slept there morning in the evening 6 o'clock to the following morning 6 o'clock until I catch a new flight. I didn't die. You know something? Because somebody puts me in an evil situation that strengthened me to become great. May the Lord vindicate you. I say may the Lord vindicate you. I say may the Lord vindicate you. May he fight your battles for you. Grace must make you. Grace must polish you. Grace must refine you. Ladies and gentlemen, we are the product of grace. Oh, when we were nobody, grace found us. When we were struggling, grace fed us. Listen to me. We have ate, you know, chicken feed. Put chicken feet on fire. If you put me, if, I, if we travel and we go to KFC and McDonald's, sometimes when they buy, I look at it and say, what is it? Take me to where I can get African food. When grace locates you and grace fights your battles for you, listen, you become humble. As we talk about the power of grace next week, I will talk about humility as one of the power of grace. Because when grace founds you, fight. Joseph could have fought back. Say, no. You meant it for evil. Don't fight. If somebody insults you, look at them and let them go. Okay? If somebody say anything about you, look at them let them go. Grace will fight you. You know what God said? God said you are the apple of my eye. Nobody touches me. And if you know that you are apple of God's eye, why do you go and fight me? If you try me, you are touching God's eye. And it is up to you. Because as I'm sitting now, even if my wife tried to put his, her hands on my finger, my eyes, I wouldn't say it's my wife. I would hate it. When I finish, I say, sweetie, sorry. It is safety first. And much more you being the apple of God's eye. The Bible said that God's eyes move to and fro the whole earth. God is looking over for over 8 billion people on earth. And he will not allow anything to temper with his eye. God is using you to see me. God is using you to see my wife. God is using you to see this person. God is using you to see America. God is using you to see you are God's eye. The apple of his eye. It means that when God look at Brian Austin, God is seeing Australia. So God will not let you mess up this man so that he can't see well Australia. When God, you are messing up this sister, God is seeing maybe Europe. And if you, God allow you to mess her up, God can never see Europe. Let me teach you the, the, this thing. Listen, the eyes of every human being is in the mind. That is why the Bible said that as a man thinketh, so is he. And the Bible said that make sure that your mind, your mind see good things. He said that now, now, think about things that are good, pleasant, worthy, trustworthy, lovely. Because that is what your eye, we see with our eye. So when God said that we are the apple of our eye, whatever you are thinking in your mind, that is what God is seeing. So when I'm thinking about greatness, God is seeing greatness. When I'm thinking about breakthrough, God is seeing breakthrough. When I'm thinking about Asia, God is thinking Asia. When I'm thinking about houses, God is seeing houses. So when you temper with me and I can no more think worthy, you have caused God to see destiny. God wants to see the new president in place. And Achia is thinking that my son is the new president who is going to change Ghana. 
and that is in his mind and you started worrying with this boy's life so that he can't think and the meditations of our hearts let it be acceptable unto you and God wants to accept that meditation and make that destiny you are messing it up God can see that destiny he will never play with you he will deal with you that is why the Bible said that we are the apple of his eyes because when he look at you he see destiny God knows that, hey, when you look at this lady, I see everything about the medical field. Because everything that goes in her mind concerning the medical field, God sees it. And you are messing with her. She can't think about that. She can't meditate about that again. So that God will see. God will never deal like you. He will deal with you. So that he cut you off. So that he can continue to see through the mind. May the Lord vindicate for you. I say, may the Lord vindicate for you. May the Lord fight your battles. May the Lord stand in for you. Hey, in the name of Jesus, listen. Step your feet and say that anybody after me. I say, stay anybody after me. Say anybody after my life. Say anybody fighting me. May grace fight that person. Say may grace fight that person. Say may grace vindicate me. Say may grace deal with them. Say may grace spare my life. Lift up your hands. Amen. Zin Grace.